Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast, and we continue to thank those who comment on the podcast. We really appreciate that. We pray for gasoline prices to be lowered. We pray the blood of Jesus over anemia. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the risen Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. This week, we conclude our series on betrayal in the Bible. You may have thought that the betrayal of Jesus by Judas would bring an end to the series last week. But my friends, there are others who betrayed Jesus after Judas. In Matthew 26, verses 31 through 35, you find these words. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you in Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will not be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Folks, it's easy to make a pledge to the death until death comes knocking at the door. Jesus had just told them what would happen, yet they doubted his words. The word stumble means to cause a person to begin to distrust and to desert one whom he ought to trust and obey. Shortly after Jesus spoke these words, as he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was arrested. Matthew 26, 56b says, Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. So, within hours of pledging to stick with Jesus, they betrayed him. Another synonym for betray is abandon. In addition to the prediction of his disciples leaving him, Jesus also predicted Peter would deny him. To deny someone is to disown them by rejecting them. My brothers and sisters, The Gospels have layers to the narrative of Peter's denial of Christ. When you put those layers together, the words written in Matthew 26, verses 69 through 75, Mark 14, verses 66 through 72, Luke 22, verses 54 through 62, and John 18, verses 15 through 18, you get the entire story of his denial. After the disciples scattered, John's Gospel says that Peter and another disciple known to the high priest, were permitted into the courtyard of the high priest. This other disciple is thought to be John, but the Bible is not clear on his identity. The first denial of Jesus came when the servant girl who was keeping the door at the courtyard asked Peter if he was also one of Jesus' disciples, and he said, No, I am not. Here is a witness to Peter being seen with Jesus, and yet he lies about it. In Mark's gospel, he tells her, I neither know nor understand what you are saying. My friends, Peter was deep within enemy territory as he sat down to warm himself in front of the fire that they had made. Only Matthew's gospel leaves out Peter and the servants warming themselves. After Peter denies Jesus the first time, Mark 40 and 60 says the rooster crowed. 
The second denial of Jesus shows just how uncomfortable Peter was made to feel as they continued to warm themselves around the fire. After the first denial, all eyes are on Peter, and the pressure to maintain the first lie increases. Folks, Peter was with the wrong crowd, and when you are with the wrong crowd, you stand out. Matthew 26:72 says that Peter sweared with an oath, I do not know the man. My comrades for Christ, it hurts me to read that verse. After walking, talking, healing, dining, and witnessing the miracles of Jesus, Peter swears that he does not know Jesus. So my question is, do you know him? Now, just as I'm saddened by Peter, I'm made glad by Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. It says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. My friends, Peter denied Jesus, and there are those who deny him today. But there will come a day when there will be no denying who Jesus is. In John's Gospel of the Second Denial, Peter was identified as one of Jesus' disciples, and Luke's Gospel confirms the question of his affiliation with Jesus. It is the third denial that Peter totally commits to the rejection, as the clues to his identity are revealed. In Mark 14:70b, they said, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech shows it. Luke 22:59 confirms Mark's gospel, saying that he is a Galilean. Matthew 26:73b says, You are also one of them, for your speech betrays you. Folks, no matter how long you live in a place, your accent will come out. If Peter had kept his mouth shut, he may have gotten away with the ruse, but by speaking, he identifies himself. John 18.26 provides a witness to Peter's identity. It reads, One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Matthew 26.74 says, Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Yes, my friends, Peter cursed, and the Bible says, The rooster crowed. Luke 26.61 says, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the words of the Lord, how he said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. My brothers and sisters, deep down in your heart, you feel that you would never deny the Lord Jesus Christ, and indeed, some of you will not. But let's take you out of the United States and send you to a country that says being a Christian is illegal and the penalty for confessing Jesus is death. Any volunteers? I'll wait. There may come a day when you have to decide, confess Jesus and die, or deny him and live. That day may never come, but we continue to deny him. Well, how, preacher? We deny him by not spreading the good news that Jesus is alive and well. What about the rest of the disciples? What happened to them? At least Peter and John were in the area of Jesus. Although they did not stand up for him, they were in the courtyard. What about the crowds who were cheering Hosanna in the highest on Palm Sunday earlier in the week? Where were they when a different crowd shouted, Crucify? Where were all of those who were healed by Jesus? 
Surely those who were unable to talk and had their speech restored would have been screaming at the top of their lungs to defend Jesus. All of the characters involved in the betrayal, abandonment, and execution of Jesus were part of God's plan to redeem mankind. The Old Testament blood sacrifices of bulls, sheep, goats, and doves pointed to the blood that had to be shed for the sins of the people. But the animal sacrifices were daily because they were temporary. The blood sacrifice of Jesus is permanent. No other sacrifice is needed. Hebrews 9.22 proclaims, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission. The death of Jesus on the cross satisfied the sin debt we all owed to God who created us. We offended Him with our sins. He loved us so much that He wanted us to be with Him in heaven, and the only way we could be there is if there was no sin. There is no sin allowed in heaven. We were lost in our sins, never to have a right relationship with God. And it all started with Adam betraying God in Genesis 3. Romans 5.19 says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Friends, Jesus took all of our sins to the cross. That's correct. He took my sins and your sins and made things right with God for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. My brothers and sisters, Jesus exchanged our sins for his righteousness, so that when God looks at me, he doesn't see Glenn Raglan sinner, he sees Glenn Raglan redeemed man, Glenn Raglan righteous man, Glenn Raglan saved man, and Glenn Raglan new man. He only sees Jesus in Glenn Raglan. It's because of what Jesus has done for me that I must not betray him. I must tell everyone who will listen that your sins are forgiven. I must let everyone know that Jesus finished the job on the cross and you cannot start a new job and work your way into heaven. I must proclaim to all that Jesus shed his blood to satisfy God the Father, died to show all that men must die, but God raised him from the dead to show that he will also raise us from the dead. But only those who have believed on the name of Jesus will be raised in heaven with him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Let us not deny him, but serve him, glorify him, magnify him, and praise him. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.